He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know? What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd Hole. We are the official podcast partner of Golf Oklahoma. Golf Oklahoma covers golf in this state like nobody else. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org right now. You can check out the story about Quade Cummins and Austin Eckroat uh, making the Walker Cup team. That'll be played this May at Seminole Golf Club down in Florida. That wonderful Donald Ross design that we saw for the TaylorMade Driving Relief event this past summer while COVID was taking place. Uh, go check that out and you can read more about Austin Eckroat and Quade Cummins making the Walker Cup team. Today we are previewing the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Arnold Palmer's Bay Hill Lodge and Club down in Orlando, Florida. It can get a little breezy from time to time in Orlando, as we saw at last year's Arnold Palmer Invitational U.S. Open, which was won by Tyrrell Hatton at four under par. First player last year, Tyrrell Hatton was, since the 2006 U.S. Open to shoot over par rounds on both Saturday and Sunday and win a PGA Tour event. Who won the 06 U.S. Open? Last guy to do it. Jeff Ogilvy. Jeff Ogilvy. Our boy Phil Mickelson Phil, and, and Jim Furyk. And underrated, Colin Montgomery should have won yes, that too. Yes, Colin and Montgomery's sneaky choke. Yeah. Not, not a big trivia question, but obviously that one was at Wingfoot. That was one of yeah, my favorite and, yeah. quotes of all time, Phil. I am uh, such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. Yeah, no, so, that, so good. no, and uh, you know to go back to your point there, Colby. Well, the winning score of the U.S. Open that year was what six or seven over or something like that. Yeah, it was. Ter- yeah, it was high. Terrell Hatton was shot four under. There was what four or five players that were under par last year, and the conditions got up. They set the course up tough. Um, whenever we had Taylor Gooch on for our last interview, he talked about the round that Max Homa had in the third round, where he three putted from four feet on the last hole and still beat everyone by three shots, and he shot seventy that that day. Yeah. He didn't shoot sixty. 364 shot two under par and so if they set this course up and we get some breeze this course can play tough and you know i think in all honesty guys we got kind of spoiled because tigers won this event what eight times now and and obviously a lot of times he had those uh 2008 2009 in particular um when he oh nine he beat sean o'hare and i think he beat um maybe was it mark wilson he beat in 2008 they made that putt maybe so nevertheless uh, two clutch putts there but also he had dominated that turn also made a clutch putt in 2001 to beat phil that is also underrated but yeah so tiger just dominating that tournament but kind basically, of a- tiger has made some seriously iconic putts on that 18th green yes and he's he's made the course look easier than it is so people mm-hmm. you know want just put it in context this is not an easy course and it's while I don't think it's the same extent as maybe a Riviera and ball striking course, it's definitely up there in demand of you're not going to be able to hack it around and, and scrape it in for pars. You're going to have to be able to strike the ball to, to succeed there. Yeah, you know, Bay Hill is one of those courses that has brought great winners in the past. You know, I'm looking through here, and it, I mean, obviously you see Tiger's name a bunch. Uh, I got a little surprise trivia question for you guys to start the show. Awesome. So obviously Tiger has won there numerous, numerous times back-to-back. Who's the only other back-to-back winner of Bay Hill? Matt Every. Matt Every. Yep. What okay. Was it 2016 and 17? Yeah, exactly. You guys got that too quick, but it's just interesting. Well, see, so now you ruined my trivia question because <laughs> my trivia question was basically list for me every American player that has won at the Arnold Palmer Invitational since 2006. Every American in the last 15 years. Can you name them? That has won since 2000. What year? Since 2006 at the Tiger? Arnold Palmer Invitational. Tiger. Uh, uh, Tiger. Um, I'm trying to. Th- oh, Matt Every. Matt Every. 
Um, and you're done. That's the list. Yeah. No. That's the list. Tiger and Matt Every are the only Americans who've won this event since 2006. And this course is in Florida. <laughs> it's just in the United States. Now, now, why is it? Is it because of the European tour guys who live in America? I mean, almost all of them have chosen to make Florida their home. It's it's best golfing weather and easiest to fly back home whenever they need to. Maybe it's because occasionally the wind gets up and they're more used to playing in the wind on the European tour. I mean, why is it that Americans don't win this event? Well, you know, here, well, I'll read I'll read off the list of, of guys and also even the runner-ups, guys. I mean, I'm hardly seeing any American flags runner-up. Partially, it's because you're at you're saying, why don't Americans win this event? But you said t- since 2006, I mean, Tiger took like four, four of those chances away. This is true. So, yeah, so, and so, Avery took two more away. Yeah, yeah so there's six of them. The other guys to do it. Uh, Terrell Hatton won last year. Molinari, Eduardo's brother, won 2019. Rory's won here. Mark Leishman won. Jason Day won. Martin Laird won back in 2001. Ernie won the event and VJ won the event. And the other one right before 2005 was Rod Pampling at 14 under. So, it's a pretty uh, good so, list of names. So, well, this, this course brings out some big winners. Well, also, yeah. too, one thing I'm seeing on there, guys, I see three Australians, too. So, maybe it's an Aussie course as well. So, maybe it's not necessarily just a European thing. Yeah, true. It's just non-Americans. Now, one, one thing that's interesting I don't think last year when Tyrrell Hatton won the Arnold Palmer Invitational, I don't think we would have expected him to come back to defend and be the highest-ranked player in the world in the field. He's the highest-ranked player in the world in the field this week. Higher than Rory. He is higher than Rory. Rory is the eighth-ranked player in the world. Tyrrell Hatton is the sixth-ranked player in the world. Wow. And and Bryson now has fallen down to 11. So, yeah, Tyrrell Hatton, highest-ranked player in the world as he tries to defend. I, I don't know. Usually I'm out on defending champs. The defending champ usually isn't the highest-ranked player in the world coming into an event. That only happens a handful of times a year. So, I, I don't know. Taylor? I mean, Tyrrell Hatton? Ha- hasn't missed a cut here in four appearances, including the win. Also has a fourth back in 2017. Last two events have uh, not including co- – or, I'm sorry, finished 22nd last week, and then, obviously, the good finishes across the pond. I had him picked essentially everywhere last week. Didn't didn't really step up. So, I definitely think he'll he's, – he's obviously the highest-ranked player in the, in the field, so you think, oh, well, he'll definitely make the cut. So, I would definitely assume that. But um, I'm not sure if he's going to – I, I had a lot stronger feeling he would contend last week than I do this week, which probably means he'll be right at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> this this week I feel like uh, that Rory has a good chance because I, I really like Rory for the reason only – I mean, the last two weeks he's played well, and he said even himself he said he didn't have his best stuff. And, and so, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that that's a pretty good sign when a guy is – scraping it together and it's still getting almost, it done. It's been almost 16 months since Rory has won anywhere in the world, which, I mean, had to, I mean, it seems crazy. He's still the eighth ranked player in the world. He had that long streak of top fives at the start of last year, pre-COVID. He had the long cut made streak, which ended a couple of weeks ago at Riviera. But I, I don't know. It's it's like Rory's game. I've, I've seen good things, but it's just been so long since we've seen him in the winner's circle, and I, I don't know what to make about that. He just he hasn't put it all together for four days in a while. The Sunday woes. The Sunday woes has, yeah. has really been what it's been, at least at least from the naked eye. And, um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, what I was talking about with one of my group texts um, not too long ago was, you know, how how much more will Rory win? And, I mean, he's still a fairly young guy. He's, what, 31, about to be 32, something like that. So he's definitely got a lot of game left ahead of him. You know, what exactly is he going to do? He's married. He's got a kid now. So... You know he's got a lot of lot of different priorities on his on his mind. So, but I mean, whenever you drive the ball that well, guys, I mean, it's it's you put yourself in such good positions all the time. It's just hard to play bad golf. But his wedge game is so poor 
that, that it, it it just completely ruins it. He can he almost hits it closer with the five iron than he does with the pitching wedge. It's one of the craziest things I've seen. It's almost like Henrik Stinson was not too long ago, where he would like just like I just said, hit a long iron closer than he would a flip wedge. Right. Yeah, and by, by the way, the analytics love Henrik Stenson this week, but you talk about a dude who's looking for his golf game. Yeah. Henrik Stenson played the three events in the Middle East a few weeks ago, missed the cut at all three, has a great track record uh, at this course. But, yeah, you're definitely taking a risk if you want to run Henrik Stenson out this week. We, we've got all of our picks coming up for you after the break. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us until after the break for all the picks. Uh, we'll have a little fun between now and then. But first thing, we need to remind everybody, do yourself a favor and head just fifth. 15 minutes west of the Oklahoma City Metro. That's it. 15 minutes west on I-40 to Diffie Ford Lincoln. Diffie Ford Lincoln has been selling cars and trucks to Oklahomans for 66 years. They also carry one of the best selections of pre-owned vehicles in the state. So if you hate the typical car dealer hassle and are looking for a different experience on your next vehicle purchase, give the Diffies a call and feel free to ask for Lane Diffie. That's right. You can deal directly with the owner at Diffie Ford Lincoln. Diffie Ford Lincoln, just 15 mere minutes west of the Metro on I-40 in El Reno. Gentlemen, why don't we have a little fun before we get out of here? Yesterday, we had the news announced that Austin Eckroat and Quade Cummins will be on the Walker Cup team. We'll give you an update on the Cabo Collegiate and where that stands here in a few minutes as well. But first, Taylor, I believe that you dug up a little bit of trivia for Sam and I to play as it relates to the Walker Cup. Yeah, yeah. So I figured it would be a little fun thing, and this is something that our listeners have given feedback on you know we've had these trivia things a couple times and um, most people seem to say they really like it so um, all your listeners out there make sure to let us know that the aspects of our show you like or maybe some trivia questions you would like us to ask because we can deep dive and and really figure anything out that you'd like so um, basically what I thought would be a good little question here so I went through and I looked at since 2005 I looked at each winning Walker Cup team and I thought it'd be interesting to see oh well how you know how many of those players out there who were on the Walker Cup teams kind of where are they now and how did their um, um, careers progress and what I figured out was since 2005 there are currently 14 players in the world who are ranked in the top 100 who played on winning Ryder Cup teams since 2005. Walker Cup Walker Cup sorry I keep saying Ryder sorry uh, Walker Cups yes so there are. 14 players, and there have been two players that have done it twice that have been on two separate winning Ryder Cup okay. teams. So, Walker um, Cup teams. Walker, I did it again. Gosh, dang I, you it. love Walker. me some Ryder Cup. <laughs> I do. I, I'm excited. I'm ready to beat the Europeans. And oh, one, one thing too, I want to um, notice we mentioned it's like um, the Ryder Cup, it is slightly different because it is only Great Britain and Ireland. It's, yep. It does not include all of Europe. So, GB I wanted to want to throw that out so, there. So, so Colby, hey, do you know the, the record at the last what, how many years? Uh, since 2005. Since 2005, do you know the record? No. Okay, I don't either. No, All right, I, so I, I don't know. No, I, I don't know a ton about this. We're going to be largely guessing. You want to? Should we alternate guesses here, and then whoever gets the most wins? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Do the reason why I asked is because, like, <laughs> I don't know whether to pick more Americans or more uh, Great Britain and Ireland. That's a good question. Yeah, I, no I really don't know the record. I mean, so. it's, it's top hundred players. So yeah. as long as we kind of have a, a general idea of who yeah. the top hundred players in the world are then we can get there. But you're still the new guy, so I'll let you go first. Cause I'm, I'm just nice like that. All right, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler it w- was on the team. He was actually one of the other two players to be on two separate winning teams. That would be, uh, one second here, I want to make sure I get it right, is 2007 and 2009. And um, Ricky Fowler is currently the number 65th ranked player in the world, so he does fit in the top 100 category. Quickly, before you keep going, who is the other player to have won the only other player to have won, been on two winning Walker Cup teams since 2005. 
Well, why don't we just keep guessing, and then whenever we get there, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. tell us. Okay, okay, all yeah. right, fine. Yeah, fine, so go for it. Also, I shouldn't have let Sam go first because obviously I'm a huge Oklahoma State golf guy. <laughs> so I knew that I actually knew that Ricky Fowler had done it twice. That was the only one that I knew for sure that wasn't a guess. So did I. Um, <laughs> so my first guess, I'll throw out Rory McIlroy won it on the uh, Great Britain and Ireland team. Uh, I do not see Rory. Rory was not on the list. Also, okay, so, so he must so, have been so, on a losing Walker. Cup or team. is Rory? So Rory's from Northern Ireland. Are they even included in the competition? That's a good question. That's a, I didn't it's think great, about great, that before I actually said Rory McIlroy, and then I was like, oh, he might not have actually been, well, been to, to put available. In, well, put in perspective for you, uh, Fowler won in 2007 and 2009, so the Great Britain oh, did not true. win yeah. during that period, right. so that would have eliminated that opportunity. Okay. So yep, there went right. your guest snake draft, though. Okay. Uh, uh, your alternate. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll do snake draft. That, that it seems more fair. Uh, okay, I will go with... I'm trying to think of somebody on the other side of the pond. I just want to say this. Who could have done uh, it? Rory, in 2007, was on the Walker Cup team. So he was on the losing Walker losing Cup Walker team. Walker. Okay. Okay. Awesome. okay, but Northern Ireland is included in the contest. We yep. know that now. Uh, okay, give me the skill master himself, a little more recently than Ricky. Give me Matthew Fitzpatrick on the winning side for Great Britain. I, I looked at this. He was uh, Fitzpatrick was on a Walker Cup team. He was not on a winning Walker Gosh, Cup team. Gosh, I've picked two losing Walker Cup teams. That's what I get for picking the... the the British losers. I All guess right. I'm going American with my next pick. All right. Well, I'm between two guys. I'm between DJ, but I don't know. Was he in college before that? Good no, I'm, I'm going to go when DJ. Exactly. DJ was. He is the yeah. currently number one ranked player in the world. He was on the winning 2007 Walker Cup team All with right. uh, Ricky Fowler and a couple other guys. Boy, that's a solid team. Is that not a solid team? It, yeah, yep. Keep cool. going. Keep going in the show, and you'll realize it was even better than it sounds now. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, uh, uh, one more pick, Sam. Uh, snake draft. Oh, oh you had a snake I'll, draft. Okay, and then I'll take JT Justin Thomas. JT uh, currently third ranked player in the world was on the winning 2013 team. All okay. right, three yep. for three. Let's so go. I'm going to go with the go. 2015 NCAA champion. I'm assuming that he was on the Walker Cup team that year, and I'm hoping that the U.S. won it that year. Give me Bryson DeChambeau. He was on the Walker Cup team. They did not win. you got to be kidding me. I picked three guys (laughs) on the Walker Cup team and all three lost that year. Fun fact, too. Not one European player on that tw- that 2015 team on the list. Wow. wow. That is insane. That is absolutely insane. Uh, okay, I'm going American again. Give me Patrick Reed on a winning Walker Cup team. I do not see Patrick Reed on the list. Patrick <laughs> God, Reed is nowhere I'm to be found. Hammered. This is brutal. Patrick Reed is nowhere to be found. This I mean, is and, brutal. And, and let me say, I went in, I did my research. There is a chance I missed a name or two, but I'm pretty sure that that the, the this is 100 well, percent correct. See, and so. the problem is now, I feel like we've got a couple more good guesses now, but now I have to wait for Sam to make two guesses, and he'll probably take them. Um, uh, okay, I don't, I don't even know if this guy was on a Walker Cup, but I feel like he might have been recently. Uh, I'm going Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler, currently ranked 30th ranked player in the world, uh, was on the 2017 winning Walker Cup team. You sure you didn't look this up before you came in, Sam? I did not look this up. I'm getting pounded. I did not look this up. This is brutal. Uh, And then I'm going to go Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf, looking on here, I do not see Matt Wolf on a winning uh, Walker Cup team. So uh, I don't, I don't know if he even played on one. Okay, from what, he from might not I, have played one. So he might, he, he, he might have been so young that he kind of skipped the years. Yeah, it's yeah, because annual. he left college early. Okay, yeah. All right, so if I, first swing and a miss. Oh, right as soon as I All called right. you out, I think you're doing that to throw me off. So you're about, you're about to start throwing the heat. <laughs> okay, All right, so, Colby, so we're, we're looking open. for you to get one, Colby. The door's open for me now. Uh, how about a guy who came out the same year Wolf did, but was in college for a longer period of time? Show me Colin Morikawa on the list. Colin Morikawa, currently fourth-ranked player in the world, was on the 2017 winning Walker Cup Let's team. Go. Same as uh, Scotty Scheffler and a couple of other guys. Let's go. All right, that's one. That's one for me. Uh, all right, looking back here. So, trying to think if I should go American or Britain. Let's 
I feel like I should keep it American. Uh, let's go back to Max Homa. Another American. Max Homa on a Walker Cup team? Max Homa, currently 38th ranked player in the world, was on the winning 2013 Walker Cup team with JT. Let's go. All right. I cut my deficit in half, 4-2. to two. couple mm. good guesses that time. Do y'all want me to give you a small hint, or do y'all like the way that's going? No, no, no. Now? I like how it's going. Okay. Uh, we're, we're on a roll. I just got, I just got okay. two in a row. Uh, okay. Was Sam Burns? I do not see Sam Burns on the list. Ah, I think he left too early, too. Ah, all right. You're so, opening the door for me, Sam. I Don't know, call the comeback. I know. And then I'm going to go with Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris, currently 47th ranked player in the world, quietly, quietly a top 50 ranked player in the world, was on the 2017 winning team with Scotty Scheffler and Colin Morikawa. Okay. Zalatoris. So Sam's back up 5-2. to two. How about this one? And, and probably should have said it sooner. Well, he was only in college for a year. That's we the problem. We haven't named many... GB and I guys. I know the problem for me is trying to. Every to, actually, everyone that we've gotten right is American. So okay, far. I feel like maybe this guy wasn't because he was only in college for a year. But I'm I'm going to throw out Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth is was not on a winning Ryder Cup team. Yeah. From Walker, Walker Cup. Cup team. Gosh, they did it again. <laughs> Walker Cup. Just pretty much, if I say Ryder, we all know the listeners will know what it means at this point. So yeah. that, that was a swing and a miss, Colby. Yeah, I, he was so good, but I, I was worried because he was only there for a year. Bad guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. Give me here, here. I'll throw a Great Britain name for you. Give me Tom Lewis. Tom Lewis on a Walker Cup team. Tom Lewis, major hit, was on the tw- uh, 2011 winning Walker wow. Cup team. Currently oh. ranked number 87 in the world. Tom very, very Lewis. good guess. That is. I, I knew he was young enough that he uh, he might ha- have snuck in one of those. That so. was very impressive, Colby. I'm very, I did not think you would get the old Tom Lewis. That, I'm very impressed. One of my friends, uh, Ali Daglish from from England, actually roomed with Tom Lewis. So he's a very nice guy. So Since I just want to throw that out. 2004. Man, uh, Cameron Champ. It's getting tough at this point. Cameron Champ, the last member of that 2017 uh, winning team. Oh, are you four four me? members of that 2017 winning Walker Cup team um, are in the top 100 in the world now. Wow. Ca- Ca- uh, Cameron Champ currently ranks 77. All, All right. right. So I'm still down six to three now. <sighs> I think I might get this one wrong. Uh, Bubba. Was he in even in college after two thousand five? Do not see Bubba on the list here. Well, so Bubba might be a little too I, old. I, I, He's a little I don't too think old. he was a good enough amateur player either. All right, all right. Uh, okay, how about this, Brooks Kepka? I do not see Brooks Kepka on the God, list. Why is Brooks Kepka not on the list? He wasn't. He wasn't a world beater in college. I know, but he should still be on the list. He was at Florida State. Uh, all right, I'm going Great Britain again. Show me Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell Hatton was not on the list. Gosh, and he's young enough that he should be. What's wrong with these people? Why didn't they play in the Walker Cup, Sam? I'm upset. <sighs> I'm upset. Mm. All right, so I'm going to have to go. Uh, oh, I think I found one. I think I've got a good one. God, I don't, I don't know now. Um, <laughs> are, you throwing, are you throwing the white flag? No, Matt Wallace. Matt Wallace was not on a winning Walker Cup team. I do believe he was on a losing team, oh. though. Uh, when you said Matt I Wallace, I got nervous. And then I'm going to go another GB&I guy, Andy Sullivan. You nailed it, Andy Sullivan. Andy I did not Sullivan. think you that there you would it get it. What a good guess. 2011 winning Walker Cup team. Currently ranked 58th ranked player in the world. Andy Sullivan's a good guess. Uh, all right, this guy I, I'm pretty sure is young enough that he might have been on either that 07 or 09 team. Show me Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, on, uh, to, um, right, currently ranked 32nd ranked player in the world, was on the winning 2007 Walker Cup team. All right. All very right. very stacked lineup 2007. Very stacked. I've got to run the table. How many we got now? How many we got? You're up seven to four. We've okay. got 11 total. There's three more out there. It's still my guess, but I've got to run the table because you've already got seven. There's only 14 possible. Um, golly, I don't even know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how, what age some of these Great Britain guys are. Um 
I, mean, I, I guess I'm just going to throw out another Great Britain name who, who's in the top 100. Show me Aaron Rye on a Walker Cup team. He was not. Nope. He was I thought he may have been out. on the team, but he wasn't on the winning one. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. These, these guys across the pond, a little tough. A little tough to find some names. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Russell Henley. Russell Henley. I do not see Russell Henley on the list. Okay. okay. I'm staying alive. I think, I think he might have been on a losing team. Okay, okay. And then I will go... Russell Henley was on a losing team in 20, uh, 2011. Okay. Um, Max Homa. Colby already said that. Oh, you already had... Okay, okay. Sorry. Do we I'm, give him I'm another guess? Track. Or does he lose his guess? I lose my guess. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let me throw out Daniel Berger. I do not see Cheeseburger on the Golly. list. Golly. Boy, we're really digging to find let these me know, last Let three. me know when y'all want hits. No, uh, we, no, 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 no. Show not me Jason yet. Kokrak on that 07 team. I do not see Kokrak on the list. <sighs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, it's almost half uh, time, I think. Lori Cantor. I'm, who? Lori Cantor. Lori Cantor. I don't know. I'm who? looking at I'm looking at the Great world Britain. golf rankings now. Uh, no, no, no. I do not see Lori Cantor on there. All right. I, I'm, I'm, in all honesty, I might need to look because I didn't even consider him. All right, <laughs> let's, each, let's, each make, let's each make one more guess, right, and then right. we'll have Taylor give them to us. Uh, all right, you go. Um, golly. Oh, I'm just going to throw out another American and hope I hit. I don't think this guy – Fina wasn't good enough in college, I don't think. I don't feel like Xander was a world beater in college. I'm trying to think of who was a world beater whenever they I got, were younger. I got my guess when you're ready. Uh, I've got mine. Harris English. Harris <laughs> English mine. is my guess. Both y'all were going to say English. English yeah. was not on the list. Oh, God. Wow. All right, Sam, All right. give one more guess, and then we'll have Taylor run it out for us. Uh, Xander? Xander was not on the list. So right, give us the last right, So I'm going to read off currently. So y'all already had DJ, number three ranked player in the world. JT, or number one ranked player. JT, thir- third ranked player in the world. Morikawa, fourth ranked player in the world, was on a winning team. Uh, did any of y'all say Webb? No, no, we didn't get Webb. Webb was on the 2017. I thought he was too old. I Webb thought he was, was too old, too. Shame was, on us. D- listen to this 2007 winning Walker Cup team. DJ, Webb, Billy Horschel, and um, Ricky Fowler. God. Pretty stacked. Boy, Great Britain had Rory and had no chance. Uh, they had no chance. <laughs> so, uh, Scotty Scheffler, number 30 uh, player in the world, was on 2017. Y'all said Horschel, who's 32nd. Y'all said Max Homa, who's 38th ranked in the world. Y'all said Wills Alatoris, was 47th, who's 47th in the world. Y'all both said Ricky Fowler, who was 65th in the world. I'm still going, just scrolling down here. Y'all, um, Sam, you had Cameron Champ, or was it you, Colby? Well, either Sam one, had Cameron Champ. One, yeah, y'all, yeah. he's ranked... Uh, Seventy uh, seventh in the world, Colby nailed Tom Lewis, eighty second or eighty seventh ranked player in the world. One that y'all did not get, Cameron Tringali was on the two thousand nine winning team. Tringali, currently ninety second ranked player in the world. Um, Sam, you nailed um, Andy Sullivan with uh, who's the fifty eighth ranked player in the world. And the last one, who was the only other player to win on two Walker Cup teams since two thousand five. Caddy of uh, his friend of the show, Scott Tway, Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon. Wow. 2005 and 2009. So only Not sure two, what happened in 2007. But. Only two <laughs> GB&I guys? Only two. Only wow. two. Andy Sullivan and Tom Lewis. Yep. Well, that's what I get for being an idiot and guessing all the Great Britain guys right <laughs> off the that's why, that's why I asked when you if you wanted hits, because I was going to say there was only two of them. I'm surprised the, you got the two. Do you two. know the record between the U.S. and uh, GB&I went, since then? I went through, and I think there was only only twice that the um, that the um, GB&I team had won, and it was that 2015 team when I mentioned that had DeChambeau was on the USA team, and there was not one top 100 player okay. on, the year, on the GB&I team that year. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, fair enough. Good stuff. So Sam wins the guessing game, 7-4. to four. 
four. Uh, but that was good, though. And again, just like we said yesterday, huge congratulations to Austin Eckrote and Quade Cummins, named to the USA Walker Cup team. That'll be contested in May at Seminole Golf Club down in Florida. And also Garrett Reband down in Oklahoma is the second alternate for the Walker Cup team. So if a spot comes available, Garrett Reband will be there as well. We'd have three guys from the state of Oklahoma down there. And while we're talking about the Oklahoma guys, there is a big college golf tournament going on this week with a lot of the biggest teams from around the country. It's the Cabo Collegiate, usually played in Cabo San Lucas, uh, down in Mexico, of course. This year they're playing at San Antonio, TPC Oaks course down at San Antonio. And through one round, uh, through yesterday's round, Oklahoma with a 10-shot lead as a team. They shot 287 as a team. Also, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that the wind was blowing in San Antonio. Looked <laughs> on my phone, looked like maybe it was around 20 with gusts up to 30 yesterday. Wow. Garrett, Re- uh, pardon me, not Garrett Reband, uh, Patrick Welch. Only player in the field to break 70 yesterday. And we've got some of the best collegiate golfers in the country down there. It was tough conditions. Oklahoma sits in first. Oklahoma State sits in fifth. The cross-handed king, Vinny Patrick Welch, uh, coming off his win down in Tallahassee at the Seminole Collegiate. Uh, Obviously, OU, number one team in the country, playing some great golf. I mean, that course must have been playing tough. You have a top – player in college golf right now Quaid who didn't have his best day which is even all the more reason um, to think that OU is going to run away with this thing Texas A&M obviously in second and then Texas uh, in third OSU in fifth so uh, Austin Eckert 75 not bad honestly on a day like uh, today second on his team 75 is T21 in the field yeah. I mean, conditions must have been tough. Even uh, you look at Oklahoma, Logan McAllister, Jonathan Brightwell, they both yeah. shoot even par 72. I mean, That's good for T5. I mean, you know it's tough when uh, not just Ekro. I mean, Quaid tied 49th right now, 78. And then you had uh, Cole Hammer, who's on that Walker Cup team as well, 75. I mean, that must have been playing brutal. And I'm scrolling down here trying to find uh, Florida State. Where's Florida State? John Pack, 71, tied for second. I mean, my goodness. So, Vinny has a two-shot lead. Patrick Welch, the cross-handed king. Yeah, absolutely. The cross-handed stuff is is pretty impressive in its own right. But they're playing in TBC San Antonio Oaks. And, Taylor, I know you had a fun experience with the wind down there whenever you were in college. Yeah, yeah. We uh, The uh, tournament that we, we held down there, we played on the Canyons course for the tournament, but we got to play the, the Oaks course beforehand. And um, the, during the tournament when we played the Canyons, we had our last 18 was canceled for high winds, which is probably something that these boys had to deal with out there. And like I mentioned on our – our recap show yesterday. If you haven't listened to that, make sure to go check that one out. We recap um, the WGC this last week. I mentioned how hitting it straight is going to be predominant out there. And if you get really high winds too with, and also it's because some holes are tree lined while some are really exposed. So it's really hard to commit because some holes with the open holes, the wind's going to take your ball a lot more than if you hit it lower into the tree. So it's, it really is a guessing game, but it goes to show that, I mean, obviously um, OU and Texas are at the top OSU's in fifth. If you're used to playing in wind like that, it, it can help you prevail on a course that is playing in those tough conditions. Yeah, absolutely. Tough course down there in San Antonio, so good luck to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State uh, as they finish throughout the week. We're going to take a break, come back on the other side. We have got our full Arnold Palmer Invitational Preview. DraftKings picks, best bets, one-and-done picks, everything you can imagine is coming up next. Stay with us. We are the official podcast partner of Golf Oklahoma. This is the 73rd Hole. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. 
For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at mcrayroofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McCray Roofing for your free inspection today. Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. If you haven't done so already, number one, what have you been doing for the last two weeks? Number two, go to GolfOklahoma.org and subscribe to be on the email list. That's where you'll get the newsletter. That's where you'll get the link to this podcast. A lot of great stuff comes along with that. Uh, and also, just set your homepage on your computer to GolfOklahoma.org because you can go read everything they've got up on the site and you can click play on the podcast right there on the homepage of GolfOklahoma.org. So check that out. And you can also, of course, go to the 73rdhole.com. If you want to check out the course preview for this week, click on PGA event, and it'll take you to uh, – you can click on that link. Go check out the course at Bay Hill this week. Obviously, a few of the holes stick out. Number six, the boomerang par five. Number 18, obviously, is where Tiger has made so many iconic putts uh, right there across the water on kind of that kidney bean-shaped green. So should be another great week at Arnold Palmer like we have every year year let's get started with our DraftKings picks every week we do a snake draft and we do it in order of the finishes the week prior which means our man Sam Humphreys gets to go first after his uh what'd you finish second or third second, last week yeah, second. yeah a little runner-up finish on yeah, DK not yeah, too two, bad two for three on getting in the money since I joined y'all so not bad yeah, not too I'll bad beginner's luck yeah, we, <laughs> we, we don't really appreciate it but yeah uh, well, all right let's start off with my lowest one this week I am going more middle of the pack uh, this week, I, I'm taking a little different approach than what I normally do. I normally like to put about three big guns out there, but I loved some value that I could get in the middle of the pack here. So my lowest is actually at 7,400. Oh, wow. I'm taking Emiliano Grillo. Well, that's my okay. guy from last and, week. Yeah, and he, I mean, he played solid in the final round last week. Uh, and so I, I, I'm taking Emiliano Grillo. I like it. You know, the Argentinian stallion. Yeah, yep. just uh, I, I like Grillo here too. Before I can't remember what happened last year, guys. I remember he got DQ'd. If anyone can remember, refresh my memory. But before that, 2018 finished 26th, and then before that, seventh and 17th. So really good course history, and obviously played well last week. Finished 11th when Colby had picked him. Yeah, so. finished 11th after a bad start too. He was two over like halfway through his front nine on Thursday, and then bounced back and ended up nearly getting himself into the top shot, ten. Shot, so. I believe seven under on the last day, and there's normally a decent. Trans, uh, um, history of people playing good in the final round of the last term, but then transcending that into the next week. Right, so. absolutely. I'm going to go with uh, a guy with my my cheapest at 6,700. He's coming off three consecutive missed cuts, so I am just fully leaning in to the horses for courses here deal because the last couple of years it has not mattered how he has played coming in. Keith Mitchell has played here twice. He finished sixth in 2019. He finished fifth in 2020, and it just seems to not matter what kind of golf he's playing. He gets to to Bay Hill and he just loves it. So I, I was trying to find somebody in the six thousands so that 
I could do what I wanted to at the top. And kind of the one that stood out to me was was Keith, Keith Mitchell. So I'm hoping that the cor- course history holds serve uh, and he does not miss his fourth consecutive cut. Definitely and, a risky pick. And a bomber. I mean, this week, Paramount yes. is off the tee. I mean, everyone talks about how Bay Hill, if you got to drive it well. And, I mean, Keith Mitchell is one of those bombers out there. So. A lot. Of, it's interesting because Bay Hill has – Definitely some holes where you've got to be be straight and long with your driver, but also has a lot of forced layups. Yeah. So I'll be really interested to see what the different strategies are for different players on some of these forced layup holes. Do they try to get right up to the edge? You know, some guys will lay well back. So Bay Hill kind of has a, a nice mix for me off the tee, well, which is why it's such a great golf course. Well, you know, you talk about, you know, distance being prevalent here. You brought up the boomerang hole, Colby, and there's some other holes where trees are effect and, you know, Rory McIlroy and one of the shorter hitters, Jason Duffner, looking on here, they're going to take different lines off of six. Like, it's going to yeah. be so different, it's insane. It's gonna, I, I want to see Bryson try to drive the green. I, he, he might be able to. If, if it gets downwind one day, we might see Bryson aim at the flag and swing as hard as he can, well, which would be awesome, and it would definitely go in the water. It's just so funny how you're only, like, 380 yards away from the green, really, technically. But, like, you have to play the hole so, so long. It's so funny. And go back to your Keith Mitchell pick, Kobe. He's coming in here in all kinds of different form. I, I believe he's playing pretty poorly last year when he came in and played, but before that, had won the Honda and coming in. So, it um, doesn't matter really what he's doing. Like you mentioned, he's playing good. So, I'm going to go with my – I'm snake draft here, so I'm going back-to-back. My cheapest guy and – um, I built a pretty top-heavy lineup here, so I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm going to try to find a cheap guy who who I think can make the cut. And I think I found one, boys. 6,300, that's K.H. Lee. Did not is yeah. 6,300 um, made the cut at the Genesis. Didn't didn't have a very good weekend. Was one of maybe the last person to um, of the people who made the cut. But before that, guys finished second at the Waste Management. I was going to say he contended in Phoenix. Yeah, and then and then finished thirty second at um, at the American Express and nineteenth at the mm-hmm. Sony Open. So a guy who's playing that well for sixty three hundred. I mean, yeah. I, there was. That sounds like the tremendous value to me. And then let me see. I want to make sure I get my order right. Oh, now my next guy, Colby. Guys, you're not going to believe I'm picking him. Seventy five hundred. I don't know why I need to keep repeating Christian it. Bazanehoot. Cr- Shocker. Cr- Cr- Christian Bazanehoot. <laughs> yeah, thirty, 30 whatever ranked player in the world now. He's going to be a cut making machine, guaranteed to be there on the weekend. I'm going to ride it till till I see something different. So. Yeah, he's made makes a lot of cuts. Uh, he hasn't contended yet in the United States, but he's very consistent. Didn't play particularly well last week, but was just steady. Very, yeah, yeah. It was very middle of the pack. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, I'm actually staying in the 6,000s for my second pick because I really wanted to find somebody at 6,900 this week. Nice. It just seems like a nice play. So I'm going to go with a guy, uh, again, who plays well here. Also, has not missed a cut since the PGA Championship. That is Zach Johnson, sneakily playing very good golf. He's played here every year since 2008. He's missed the cut once in that span. That was back in 2010. And again, he's only 6,900. Last missed cut was at the PGA Championship. He's played in about 11 or 12 events since then. So Zach Johnson, not missing cuts uh, and doesn't miss cuts at Bay Hill. If you can find somebody in the 6,000s that you can feel pretty confident about making a cut, I I say pull the trigger. So 6,900, I'm going Zach Johnson. Nice. Very good pick. I like All right. it too. Well, I'm going with uh, current form for this pick. I The money fit uh, on DraftKings. And I, I'm going with 7,500 Brandon Grace off his win in Puerto Rico. Um, I mean, I just found some value there. I know that he's obviously in good form. Shot like, whatever, 17 under last uh, week. I think he got to, I think it was 18 or 19 ended yeah. up winning it. No, yeah. No, yeah, 19 won. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so he finished I, Eagle Birdie. Yeah. I, I I mean, is, is that any good finishing an eagle birdie? No, not at all. No, to, so, to, to win by one, yeah, Woo! yeah, over Johnny, oh, Vegas. Over, over your pick, Johnny Vegas. Yeah. So you don't think the Puerto Rico curse will tr- will 
transcend onto Grace this well, week. I mean, it's still it's might, not necessarily picking him yeah, to win. Yeah, I'm not picking him to win, but the money fit and his current form is good. And if you can get him at 7,500 or uh, plus 8,000 8, on your sports book, you know, I think there's some good value there for a guy that just shot a billion under last week in Puerto Rico. So. Yeah, I like it. Snake graft. His All right, one. and then I'm going to go with my second pick. I'm going to go Justin Rose. Uh, Great driver of the ball at eighty or sorry seven hundred or seven thousand eight hundred um, on DraftKings plus six thousand on your sports book. Justin Rose, I mean, he's had some good tournaments here at Bay Hill. I'm um, looking back at like uh, twenty eighteen. You know, he he had a round. Uh, I think it's in the fourth round. He shot sixty seven and was plus six shots on the field. Uh, strokes gained. Um, he's plus six thousand on your sports book. I think that Justin Rose is being a little slept on, and he has some great talent. And uh, I think now might be a good time to pick him while uh, not many other people are thinking he's going to play his best. He has some decent course history here. I, I certainly think if you're looking for a low ownership play to distinguish yourself, I think Rose might be a low ownership play. It, Only one top twenty since the PGA Championship, and it was the seventeenth at the Zozo. It, so. went, but, it, it quietly finished second at the Saudi. A couple yeah, weeks ago. And, and he shot sixty five uh, in the final round there and was plus five shots on the field strokes gained uh, right. in that I, final I round apologize. in Saudi. I was PGA Tour rounds pulled Okay, yep. gotcha. Yeah, I mean... That- but but to go off of that, finished second, but finished 35th at the Omega Dubai and finished 50, 57th at Abu Dhabi. So, you know, it sounds good on for a couple of finishes, obviously the second, but for Justin Rose, you yeah. expect a little bit better play. I, all that. I'm saying is... you. You're not going to be able to get a guy like Justin Rose many times in the middle of your lineup. So. Yeah, you might be jumping on him at the right time, uh, price-wise, for sure. So for my next one, I'm jumping up a full thousand, and I'm going up to 7,900. You can call me a homer if you want to call me a homer. We interviewed a PGA Tour pro on the podcast last week. He told us, I can't remember if it was on air or off air because they were there for like five hours. He told us he loves Bay Hill. He told us he's looking forward to Bay Hill. He played well at Bay Hill last week. Finished 13th last year at Bay Hill and shot 80 in the second round. That's how difficult Bay Hill was playing. He went 67-80 and then salvaged the top 15 uh, on the weekend with that 13th place finish. So I'll take Taylor Gooch at 7,900. Yeah, I, you, you got to like it. It's going to be, it's a it's a ball striker's paradise out there, Bay Hill. Taylor said he loves the course. Iron play going to be prevalent along with the ball striking. So I, I like that pick. Um, my next pick, Colby, is a guy who you've been on a couple of weeks playing some really good golf. Um, last couple of finishes, finished 22nd last week, 26th at the Genesis going back, finished 7th um, at the Farmers. Um, his only appearance here last year finished um, 36th. Give me Lanto Griffin at 7,700. Been hitting the ball well. Been, play, been playing some good golf, and I think that continues this week. And then um, my next most expensive guy, guys, at 8,100. This is a guy who um, we gave a shout-out during the interview. Man, uh, Vic, he um, got uh, the – um, medical ship or whatever it's called to go out and uh, he's good friends with Jason Kokrak and so um, we got we got talking about him and so at 8100 I'm going to ride with him because he's been playing some good golf so um, finished ninth at the work day uh, 32nd the Genesis 29th at the Farmers and going back on this on this course boy since 2014 only one missed cut and I'm looking at here one two three four five I got, top 20 five top 20s yeah, yeah. so since I'm since 2014 I'm, and, and playing good golf too so I'm going to go ahead and ride with Jason Kokrak a bomber who like we were talking about earlier can benefit from some of those dog leg holes. Yeah, if you're already wondering why I had his numbers pulled up, it's because at 8,100, I'm picking Jason Kokrak uh, this week. I think he's playing good golf. I think he's a sneaky contender to sneak in and win the yep. tournament at 8,100. If you were telling me pick one guy, I don't think I'd pick Jason Kokrak to win because there are definitely better names to pick to win. But if you're saying give me somebody down the board to win, I think Jason Kokrak might be a good down the board pick to actually hoist a trophy. So uh, I love him at 8,100. Sam? 
All right, so now I am going with uh, 7,800. All my guys are right there in the middle. I'm going with a local guy, Ricky Fowler. Ricky okay. Fowler, okay. Uh, now, let's, hear me Back out here. Backdoor top 20 at the Genesis. Hear me out here. Backdoor top 20 at the Genesis. And in 2017, in round three at the Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill, he shot 65 and was plus 7.36 shots up on the field. And if you go That's through and lot. look at his – if you That's go through and look – Now, and, and we were talking to Taylor Gooch, I'll get to in a second. But um, as far as uh, Ricky Fowler at Bay Hill, I mean, he's had great success at Bay Hill. He loves that course, lives in Florida, uh, has kind of gotten some current form back up and running a little bit. And so I'm, I'm going with Ricky Fowler in the middle of your lineup. I think that's great value. Four four top twenties there since twenty thirteen. So I mean, yeah. a good course history there. And so okay. uh, one more pick. So. Yep. And then I'm going with our guy, TG Taylor Gooch at seventy nine hundred. Um, like he Palmer. said, like hey, like he said, it's one of his favorite courses. You got Tory, you got uh, Riviera, and you got Bay Hill are his favorite courses. He's on cur- current form is great. Um, I, I really like his chances this week to contend, not just to uh, fill out your DraftKings lineup. I mean, and like he said, the best round that he's ever played on tour was at this golf course in 2018. He shot 65 in round one and was plus 7.28 shots on the field strokes gain. The only, only, I tried to find one higher than that in this field doing my research, and the only one was Ricky in 2017, a year before Taylor Gooch did it. But Taylor actually broke the record for approach to green strokes gain uh, in that round. Um, but even if you go back to last year in 2020, he shot a 67 in the first round, shot a 72. In tough conditions in the third round, um, and a 71 in the final round in tough conditions, and all those were at least four higher strokes gained on the field. Um, so he loves this course. Horses for courses. Our guy TG Taylor Gooch. Yeah, and if you're a, a gambling degenerate and you ever about bet first round leader, I bet you can get great odds on Gooch for first round leader. And he likes Bay Hill on a Thursday. Yeah, he I, does. I mean the Thursday 65, the Thursday 67 last year. Yep, that could be a sneaky great value play on a first round leader pick in current form. Yep. He was in the third hole last yeah, week, so that uh, yeah, probably helps. Yeah, exactly. Has has the good mojo there. And coming off an of off week, just golf-wise, I mean, yeah, you got guys like Hovland who have played like three or four weeks in a row. And, yeah. and you got Taylor Gooch who's coming off an of off week. Recharge fresh, ready to go. TG. I like what you're thinking there. All right, I've got two more. So uh, my second to last pick, and this is a guy I talked about him last week. I might just roster him every week in Florida because for, for I feel like for the caliber of play you're going to get, he's cheaper than some other guys. And, and he's just the Florida killer. It's Sung J.M. Sung J.M. loves him some Florida. And I almost even like it better for the fact that he didn't totally have his A game last week, but he showed patches of it. You know, played really well early and then just kind of so-so the rest of the week. But Sung J.M. at 9,700, only player uh, over the last several seasons gaining more than two strokes per round on the field in Florida. The dude loves Florida, so I love him in Florida. Give him to me at 9,700. Yeah, yeah, you got to like you gotta like Sung J.M. We, we, we thought last year that he was going to uh, um, go back-to-back because he, he had the Honda and then Bay Hill. And, Bay Hill uh, was the week after the Honda last year. Yes, correct. Of course, this year, Honda's two weeks after Bay Hill. Yeah, so it's 
flip flopped a little bit. So, and we remember Sun Jay infamously uh, chunked it on on eighteen at, at the Honda, but we'll get into that whenever we preview the Honda in a couple weeks. So, my uh, I, I'm going my uh, two most expensive picks here, guys. Had them last week, that wasn't able to get me in the money. Finished second, but I'm looking through here, guys. Going back to 2013, man playing pretty decent golf, hasn't missed the cut here. Hasn't had to finish higher than 13th, so that's slightly worrisome. But with the way he's playing, I don't see any way that he doesn't make it to the weekend. At 8,900, that's Billy Horsham. And so I'm going to uh, ride with that. No no more said. And then um, next, so as you can see, there's not a whole lot of money being spent so far on the DraftKings-wise. So that only leaves the most expensive guy available, Rory McIlroy. Love it. I'm going to read off recent finishes. Yeah, but his his course history here is poor. (laughs) it's It's completely horrible. I mean, fifth, sixth, win, Fourth, twenty seventh, eleventh. I mean, one finish outside of eleventh. I mean, I, th- there's no other guy that I, that I think is a more surefire bet. Just because I have a ne- question. Ne- yes, sir. Isn't this the course where Rory McIlroy threw his club in the pond? And did he do that the year he finished twenty seventh? No, that was it. That was Doral. That was it, Doral back Durrell. in the day. You're right. Never that was, mind. That was Doral, the hole number eight. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, Florida, same state, yeah. same state, same You're, state. No yeah, difference. Yeah. So I mean, there's not much more to say about Rory. We we, we were kind of hitting on the nail, guys. We we kind of all thought after the miscut at the Genesis, he'd come back and play well. Didn't have his best stuff, but still finished sixth. So I mean, that's good playing. And so the next next most expensive guys, DeChambeau and. While I think he can go out there and win, I just think that he just hasn't been playing whole particularly well, and you just never know what kind what he's going to bring to the table. So I would lean a lot more towards Rory than I would DeChambeau this week. I, I like them both this week. Obviously, I would lean Rory because of the course history and everything that goes along with it. But I actually do like Bryson this week. I couldn't get him into my lineup, but I do like Bryson this week. Uh, I had ten Once I filled out the rest of my lineup, I had 10700 left for my most expensive guy. And at 10600 is a guy who's are, are you playing some of the best golf in the world over the the last several months, and that's Victor Hovland. Yep. He, he's only played here once. He finished 42nd here last year. That doesn't really bother me because the golf that he's playing right now, his last five events on the PGA Tour, four of those are inside the top five. Three of those are runner-up or better, and it includes a win back in December at Mayakoba. So Victor Hovland coming off another great performance last week and just playing all-around good golf. He's he's poised to win again soon, so I'm going to run Victor Hovland out there at 10,600. I like that. His current form is great. Um, like Taylor said, uh, I'm going chalk with Rory McIlroy at 11,500. And if you go back through his... Boy, I would hate it if he missed the cut. I mean, I just... <laughs> if you go back through his old uh, tournament rounds here, I just found one. I, I, I was actually wrong when I said that uh, Ricky was the highest uh, strokes gained at Bay Hill that I could find because I just went a little farther back to 2018. Rory McIlroy in 20. 20- 2018 with shot a 64 uh and was plus nine shots on the field holy moly and and and, and that's just that's i mean silly. that is ridiculous but if you go through it he has one round where he just dominates last year 66 in the third round in 2017 he shot a 65 in the first round in 20 uh in 20 20 last year he shot a 66 in the first round um you know so rory like he said last week he's not he doesn't quite have his best stuff but he's still up there contending so that's a a positive sign to me and one thing that uh i haven't really heard people talk about obviously off the tee he's the best in the world in my opinion him and dj um but if you look at his putting stats um this year they rival his best year ever in 2014, as far as putting goes, in 2014, he was positive uh, 0.3, 0.37 strokes on the field uh, in putting, strokes gained. And this year, 
is his second low, second highest at uh, .33, and 34 rounds isn't a small sample size. Uh, so if Rory is rolling the rock and driving the ball the way he is, no one's going to beat him this week. He's my winner of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I uh, I definitely agree with Rory. And d- just for anyone who doesn't know, 2014 was the year that Rory won the, the Open Championship and the PJ Championship, right. arguably the best year he had. I want to give out two other picks that haven't, haven't said yet, just I think are value plays. I just couldn't get in my lineup. Um, 7,900, I like Cameron Davis. Hasn't missed a cut since this year's, um, uh, since 2021 started. Um, hasn't um, hasn't ever played here before, but another long hitter who I think has a chance. And then other uh, value play I like is 7,400, and that's Adam Hadwin. And three appearances here have has a 36th, a 6th, and a 33rd. So hasn't missed the cut. It finished only one. Uh, hasn't finished outside worse than 36th, and also hasn't missed the cut in 2021. So two other and guys. You're talking 7400 on DraftKings, 74, not the betting yeah, odds. Yes, 24. Yep. Yes, 20 on DraftKings. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yeah. The, because, all, everything I just listed was DraftKings. Yep. Price. Yep. Okay. Because I had a couple good value plays as far as the sports book goes. Um, you can get Jason Day this week uh, on. Uh, my sports book, at least at thirty three hundred, um, I think that's a really good value play. You can so, get so that's thirty three to one. You risk, yeah. You risk ten, you win three thirty. You yep. risk a hundred, exactly. you win thirty three hundred. Exactly. Yep. And then uh, another guy at thirty five hundred is Louis Oosthuizen, who's had current form. Great driver of the ball. Uh, Max Homa at plus five thousand. Uh, Justin Rose. Uh, one of my DraftKings picks at plus 6,000 and Ricky Fowler at plus 6,600. My favorite value play, though, would be Taylor Gooch at plus 8,000. I think you can get some really good value with our guy TG. I know that's a homer pick, but it's not a homer pick because the guy has been balling. Yeah, I mean, that's 80 to 1 on Gooch. So, like, if you're, like, a $10 better like I am, usually every week I'll put $10 on three, four, five guys. Put 10 on Gucci at 80 to 1, and he wins. That's an $800 casher. So, should be a great event this week at Bay Hill. Hopefully, we'll have something dramatic happen on the 18th green like we've had happen so many years for Tiger. I think if someone this week were to wear red and black on Sunday and make a putt on 18 to win the tournament, they've got to take their hat and slam it down on the ground. <laughs> Absolutely. They? they have to, right? Yeah. That's a Tiger tribute That's for you. That's my favorite Tiger celebration of all of them. Oh, it's so good. I because mean, Tiger's that, slamming the hat. That's it's like so asking good. who your favorite kid is, though. I mean, that's a tough question. So, <laughs> your favorite Tiger celebration? Oh, no. no. 05 Masters yeah. with uh, the fist pump the, coming across. Multiple Roar, 05 Masters. Yeah, the, the chip the, in true. and the, yeah. the 2008 U.S. Open was awesome, yeah, too. That one, yeah, that one was and, good. But I, I just love the hat throw. I just love uh, the hat throw pimp walk off. The just hat shake throw. Arnie's hand. I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, just the whole thing about it. And it's a little dark at the end, too, so you see the cameras flashing. I love that, well, man. Mo- most underrated one is the complete swag of holding. Had, has a two-putt, the 2001 Masters, to win the Grand Slam. Just makes the 15-footer, just raises his hand up and says, <laughs> screw y'all, I'm the best four in a row. See you see next time. You know? Yeah, that one was great. I mean, there have been so many. The 18-tour championship, the 19 Masters. I mean, yep. if you're including him walking up the hill and, and picking up oh, Charlie man. in the celebration at the 2019 Masters. How, how much money would you pay to be that one guy? The one high five he gave to that guy walking up the hill. Right oh, on yeah. his way to meet Charlie. Yeah. Oh, had to break the guy's hand too. And <laughs> also, to- total rabbit hole. Which one is a more instant tearjerker for you? 2019 Masters with Charlie or the O uh, the O six. Open Championship, first major he won after his dad died. Whenever he embraced Stevie and cried, Charlie, on the because screen. instantly, Charlie, because instantly you think of Tiger and his dad Earl. You know, yeah. 
So I, I would say just from an impactful standpoint, it's definitely 2019. Um, I would say from an emotional standpoint, just from my perspective, because for one, I'm 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 not a father yet. Neither neither of us are, so I don't know what it's like to have a kid. I know what it's like to have a dad, and I know what it'd be like to lose him. So I could understand the yeah. pain that Tiger had to. In that 2000, and you could tell. I mean, he hugged Stevie for five minutes or however yeah. long it was, and so that I, one's I, always been the biggest tearjerker for me. The 06 Open. Every time I see the highlight, I just water. Runs. Also, one more celebration that I just thought about was the USAM when he's wearing the straw hat oh, and he's yeah. just fist oh, yeah. pumping. You talking about going a throwback? Crazy, going yeah, that's crazy. a throwback. Yeah, or how, even a Pumpkin Ridge in '96. He had a huge one. On how about uh, 2000 when he walks in the putt? Oh, oh, the, oh the, the point, the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we haven't even probably gone through half the list yet. <laughs> oh no, we're not even close. <laughs> no, we're yeah. not even remotely close. But hey, that's why we love Tiger. So many reasons. I uh, hope he continues to heal up and do well, gentlemen. Did we miss anything for the week? I think we're we haven't just done about one set. and done yet. And we haven't given our one and done picks. What am I doing? Did you get best best? <laughs> yeah, we gave best. Sam gave yeah, out a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his overlapped with mine kind of, so I didn't go too deep into it. One guy that he didn't have on there that that I would like in terms of best bets. Uh, again, I always look for the value. You, I, I'm showing Jason Kokrak at 50 to one. I really Love feel like play. he could sneak up and win a tournament this week. Has so. only won once on the tour. That was the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek a few months ago. So if yeah. he is going to do it, win, win, might as well be, let it be within a six to seven month span. Yeah. So yep. do, do the whole Kevin Na thing where you don't win for a long time and then you just start winning just a couple All times right. a year. Yeah, yep. that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, one and done picks this week. Let me go back. Uh, we'll give these out in order of how we finished last week as well, which means Taylor, you will give yours first because of course you had Hovland last week, cash you nearly 800K. You also had Hatton and Thomas Peters. Uh, so fire away with your one and done pick for the week. Oh, I, I I just love this player I'm picking. I mean, it's just everything he embodies about the game. I love and and just I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll type get, it into the spreadsheet. Pure, <laughs> the most skilled player on the PGA Tour. Come out and said it. I mean, he, he's got skill, and at this course, he does. Um, I'll, I'll go back for 2016 backwards. He goes uh, 27th, 13th, had a miscut, but finished second, finished ninth last year. Last three finishes, he's finished 11th last week. Um, finished fifth at the Genesis, 17th at the Omega Dubai. Back across the pond. Most skilled player in the game of golf. Actually, number 16th ranked player in the world. Give him a little bit of credit. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Matthew Fitzpatrick. By the way, Matthew Fitzpatrick last week in the U.S. Open that was, not last week, last year in the U.S. Open that was the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Only player in the field to break 70 on the weekend. Only player in the field to break 70 on the wow. weekend was Matthew Fitzpatrick. That was on Sunday. Yes, it was. Yep. Uh, Sam, you finished second last week in the one-and-done picks in money. You had Jonathan Vegas was your biggest performer down in Puerto Rico, Cam Smith, and Patrick Reed. So give us your pick for the week. Yeah, you know, last week I I put a lot of effort into picking Johnny Vegas. You know, I just picked him because he had the <laughs> coolest name in sports, and he ended up being my best pick. Even though I did have Cam Smith and Patrick Reed last week who kind of let me down a little on the weekend, but they a still little. played. They, they, they let like me down a lot on the weekend. for the lead. They're 36 and no, combined yeah. to get you 400k no, and, and pat i mean uh and cam smith i mean obviously he played great for three rounds and yeah. one of them wasn't like the others you he, know he's but. still searching for balls in the water <laughs> yes round. he is yeah but he's he, he did me all right um this week i'm gonna go with our guy taylor gooch and it's not because we well it's a little bit because we had him on the podcast because i can tell how much confidence is in his voice about how his game is right now i'm i mean the the man is what is he like 80, 80th in the world, something like that. Well, a lot lower than he should well, be. A lot what, lower the biggest than he... thing you got going for you is that I'm a week early on all my one-and-done picks. So <laughs> so I, even though he didn't play last week, I had him in That's every very year. True. So, and Berger and Burns both played yeah. well. Gooch, you're guaranteed to win, my friend. Yeah, so. exactly. You know, um, 
But like I like. By he, the way, he's 86th in the world, but he's 46th on data golf rankings, which uses analytics. Yep. But you don't have to worry about weighting of European Tour, right. Pacific Tour, all that stuff. So, well, it's because his yeah. game has transformed this year. He's playing like one of the top uh, players in the world right now, to be honest. And uh, and I'm going Gooch this week, uh, not only because of his great course form that I've talked about like in the past on this show, you know, um, but also he said that his favorite courses are Riviera. Tory Pines and Bay Hill, and we, obviously we already had Riviera and Tory Pines, so I'm going to roll him out this week at Bay Hill, and uh, I love I love his chances to at least uh, make the cut and finish like top ten or so. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think we all like Taylor Gooch this week. I'm saving him for a, a tournament down the road, uh, just a little ways based on a conversation that we had off the air last week. So we'll get to that <laughs> later on in the PGA Tour season. Insider trading, but but this week, <laughs> this week, I'm taking Mr. Florida himself. I mean, for two weeks, I've been ranting and raving about just how good this guy's numbers are in Florida, and I'm not going to run him out at the Honda because I don't believe in defending champs. The, the players, I thought about using them at the players, but the players to me is more random and it's tougher to predict year to year, and, and the results bear that out over the course history uh, at TPC Sawgrass. So I'm going to run out Sung JM. He's finished third here twice, so I think he'd look really good if his uh, results at Bay Hill read 3-3-1. I think that would just look really good. So I'll take Sung JM in the one and done this I week. love Sung JM too because he's one of those guys that you know just looks like a top-notch athlete. You know, I, I, I just love... Those those guys, you know, they're ripped and cut and really, really. Take I don't know. Their- I don't know how he finds <laughs> shirts that don't like whenever he flexes his biceps. Shirts are about to pop. Oh yeah, no, no. He he has to get the the triple X. And one guy we may have talked about. If if so, just make sure to interrupt me. But guy won a couple weeks ago and had uh, Taylor Gooch on the podcast said one of the best rounds he ever seen. Any love for Max Homa this week? Yeah, I finished twenty second last week. Like so. I said, Homa's plus five thousand on your sports book. I, I think you can find some great value there. A little, a little uh, slept on, uh, at least as Vegas goes, because he's won a tournament recently. And I was you know, surprised he was fifty to one. I would yeah. have pegged him more in the thirty to one I, I, range. I, yeah. would, I would love. I, I think a top ten bet on on Homa is would be my best That'd be a good bet. Hard I like win that. two times in three weeks. Yeah, I, I would yep. say a top ten would be would be. Uh, uh, but my best bet last week was Hat in top ten. That went really. Well, so. yeah, 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 exactly. By the way, if you would have finally bet Tony Finau top five last week, then you finally would have lost your bet. Tony Finau finally broke a streak of top fives. I do like top five and top ten bets sometimes, though, because it's so hard to win on the PGA Tour, but you can find a guy who's playing good golf and run him out there for a mm-hmm. top five or a top ten. So, uh, all right, one and done this week. I've got Sung Jay. Taylor has got Matthew Fitzpatrick, and Sam has got Taylor Gooch. So, good stuff, gentlemen. Sam, wraps up. We'll hey. get out here. Uh, we got something special for y'all coming up later in the week. Um, uh, I have a buddy and he just texted me back and he may or may not be, uh, on the Walker cup team. And so I guess y'all have to tune in and see who it is. All right. Stay tuned for that. We've got a podcast coming up in the next few days, uh, with someone who has been announced to be on this year's 2021 Walker cup team. So that's coming. A lot of great stuff coming here on the 73rd hole. And of course, we're going to remind you once again, we'll continue to remind you that we are partnered with golf, Oklahoma right now. Go to golf, org. Subscribe to be on the email list. Check out all of the top stories that they've got up there, including the story about Quade Cummins and Austin Necro being named to the U.S. Walker Cup team for 2021, uh, as well as OU and OSU competing in the Cabo Collegiate, which OU is leading by 10 strokes through one round. So we'll see if the Sooners uh, can close that out down in San Antonio. Good stuff today. We are back probably later in the week. Stay tuned for more. We're the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. This is the 73rd Hole.